0: how you guys doing this is the crowd that doesn't care about soccer thank you guys for showing up when the world cup is like a big old deal right now all the brazilians are sad sorry to dig that one in there (laughs) well hey welcome to coastal my name is shayla i'm actually pastor tj's wife can we welcome our lighthouse point location can you give it up for them thank you guys so much for tuning in for joining us this morning well we have a lot of stuff coming up in this season how many of you guys are excited about christmas You guys, it's going to be a little bit chilly on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. Like, hallelujah, praise Jesus. We get a cold front in Florida. It's going to be amazing. Well, listen, we have some pretty awesome stuff coming up. It's our Christmas Eve services happening both here at Pine Trails Park and in our Lighthouse Point location. You guys all have these little invite cards on your seats. I want to encourage you to take these cards with you and use them because do you guys know that at Christmas time and Easter time... Is the greatest time to invite people to church because the majority of them will say yes to an invitation right. if you have relationship with them. So I encourage you today, this invitation could actually change the course of somebody's life. So don't take this lightly. Invite your, your Publix person at checkout. Pay for the person behind you in line. But do something to invest and invite in the people that are around you. And maybe, just maybe, somebody's eternity will change because of it. And so we have a, a service at Pine Trails Park at 5 p.m. in Parkland. And then in Lighthouse Point, we have a 4 p.m. and a 6 p.m. service. So if you want an indoor service, if it's too cold for you, go to Lighthouse Point. And if you don't, come hang out with us at Parkland. But we're excited about that. And then the following week, we are actually not going to have church services on New Year's weekend in person. We're going to do a very special online service only at 9 a.m. on New Year's Day just to give our volunteers and our team just a little bit of a break and for us to have the opportunity to spend time with family. So make sure you guys join us online. And then we'll come back on the 7th and 8th, and we're going to start a brand new series called Advance. TJ will have had a couple weeks off and he will be ready to advance in a huge way. So you're just going to want to show up because we're not sure really what's going to happen when he has time off. And it's a pretty amazing thing to show up and watch. So also coming up is 21 Days of Prayer and Fasting. If you guys have not been part of 21 Days of Prayer and Fasting, please, please, please join in with us this year. This is an amazing way to put God first in the beginning of your year and allow him to speak about direction and purpose for that year and just to kind of submit that time with him in prayer and just in devotion for him. So make sure and join in on that. Well, I am ready. I know that was a lot of information in the beginning, but I'm ready to bring God's word to you guys today. And I just have a quick question for you before we really get started. How many of you guys have ever had just a rough week? A rough month, a rough year, a rough life. (laughs) Just like where it feels like you can't catch a break. You know, everything around you, it just feels like is difficult and it's hard and you're just grasping for some sort of hope and some sort of peace because it just feels like everything's chaotic. You know, I went through this season of life about a month of my life and some of you guys may have heard this story, but I'm going to tell it again because I think it illustrates so well how chaotic life can be sometimes and difficult life can be. But there was about a month of my life a while back where my sister was getting married. So I'm the oldest of six kids. I have four sisters and the sister right underneath me, her name is Shannon. She was getting married and about a week before the wedding, we went away to have like her bachelorette party. And so we went to Orlando just to hang out with our sisters and our friends and just kind of have a fun time together before she got married. And while we were on this trip, We got a phone call that my dad, who was 55 at the time, had had a major stroke. And this stroke paralyzed his entire left side to the point where he could barely talk, he couldn't swallow so he couldn't eat, and he also couldn't walk. And we were all panicking because my sister obviously was getting married the following week and he was going to need to walk her down the aisle and we weren't quite sure, is he going to make it, is he going to survive, is he going to come back from this? And so we rushed home to be with my dad, and my dad was so determined to walk my sister down the aisle that he did everything that the doctors were asking him to, and I think he just had this perspective of, I have to do this. And so he began to recover enough that the doctors would allow him out of the hospital with a walker because he could barely walk, but he was going to walk my sister down the aisle in his walker. He ended up months later making a full recovery, but we get to the wedding day, and my dad's there with his walker, And all of the guests are arriving. The wedding is being hosted at my grandparents' house. They had about 40 acres on a river, and it was just beautiful. And so the wedding was outside, and my sisters and I were upstairs getting ready for the wedding. My sister is putting on her dress, preparing to walk down the aisle. We see the guests arriving, the music playing, and our pastor's wife is supposed to come upstairs to let my sister know, like, this is your time. It's time to start the processional, to walk down the aisle And the wedding time comes, and the pastor's wife hasn't come up yet. We're like, what's going on? We can see people sitting. We can see the musicians out there playing. And about five to ten minutes later, our pastor's wife comes up the stairs, and she's got this look on her face. And she said, Shannon, I'm not sure how to tell you this, but your fiancé has been in a car accident And right now, they're bay flighting him to the nearest trauma unit. And I remember seeing my sister just go limp on the floor. And my parents picking her up in her wedding dress and putting her in the car and rushing to the hospital. And I gathered up all of my siblings and we followed behind them to the hospital, only to get to the hospital for them to tell us that Mark has died in the helicopter on the way to the hospital. On their wedding day. And I remember in the weeks following my parents and my family just processing through that grief and that tragedy, and surrounding my sister in this time and just trying to be there to encourage her and to instill a little bit of peace and a little bit of hope in the season of her life. And I would show up every single day just to be with my sister just to talk to her, just to let her cry, just to let her vent, just to let her grieve and do whatever she needed to do. And about a week following the wedding, I pulled up into my parents' driveway, and as I pulled up, I ran over something. And I thought to myself, well, gosh, what was that? That was pretty big. So I back up the car, only to realize it's our family dog. I killed the family dog. And how many of you guys know life can feel a little bit sometimes overwhelming? Like, what else is going to happen? What else can I handle? What else can I face? What else can I walk through? And sometimes walking through that season, it seems like this idea of, like, peace is so elusive. Like, can I find any peace? Can I find any hope? Because it just feels like everything around me is crumbling. And I remember my family walking through this season of life and even in the midst of all the trauma and all the turmoil and all the devastation, somehow there was this grounding and sustaining peace in the middle of it all. And I think that we live in a culture and we live in a world right now that is desperate for peace. Peace and we're looking for peace in relationships we're looking for peace and success we're looking for peace and if i just got this then maybe i would be at peace and i think the beautiful news about christmas the beautiful thing about christmas is actually that jesus came to bring us peace And if you didn't listen to Pastor TJ's message last week, you need to go back and listen to it because he did such a beautiful job illustrating the fact that Jesus was born into a time of dysfunction, a time of chaos, a time of difficulty, just like many of our lives. But he was born to bring peace to a world that was in despair. And I love that about the Christmas story. Actually, in Isaiah 9-6, it says this, For a child is born to us, and a son is given to us. It says, The government will rest on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. He's basically saying, there's this gift that I'm going to send you, and it is this gift of peace to be present. See, Jesus' entire early ministry was actually about establishing peace in this world. He was born as the Prince of Peace, and after he died and actually rose again and was about to ascend into heaven, he actually says this in John 14, 27. He says, I'm leaving you a gift He says, I'm leaving with you a gift. And he actually tells us what that gift is that he's leaving us that's available to us. He said, it's the gift of peace of mind and heart. How many of you guys could use that? He said, I'm leaving with you this gift of peace of mind and heart. And the peace that I give is not a peace that the world can give. So don't be troubled or afraid. He's saying, I've given you this gift, and this is a gift that you can't find in anything that the world can give you. It's not a peace that can be found in a bottle. It's not a peace that can be found in a pill. It's not a peace that can be found in a relationship or in success. It's a peace that the world cannot give you because the peace that the world gives you is fleeting, it's phony, and it'll be gone in an instant. But he says, I have a peace that I want to give you that will sustain you in the middle of your circumstances and situation to where you don't have to be troubled and you don't have to be afraid because there's something available to you that can change everything. But the thing is, I think so many of us have heard about the gift of peace. We've heard about the Savior. We've heard about what he can do in our life. We've heard about this gift that's available to us. But so many of us know that it's there, but we don't open it. We just kind of leave it sitting there and we kind of neglect it and we never even open it to discover all that it can bring to our life and that everything that we've been searching for has been sitting there all along. It's available to us. The question is, are we going to open it? Are we going to access it? Are we going to use it? You know, there's actually 790 verses in the Bible that use the word peace. And I'm going to share them with you this morning. Are you ready for the first one? <laughs> Some of you are giggling, like 790 ver- verses. Seriously, I'm just messing with you. But what all of these verses actually have in common is that they boil it down to three types of peace. And the first piece is this, is peace with God. And this is actually a spiritual peace. This is a peace that we gain when we have relationship with God. This is a peace that comes when we choose to go. There's this gift that's available to me and I'm actually gonna open that gift and that gift is actually a relationship with the one that can bring peace. And there's a gift inside, and I know this is like a power tool and it's not gonna make sense right now, but there's a gift that's available to us and what this does, when we make peace with God, there is a power connection that comes into our life that changes everything. There is a connection that makes our life different because for so long, all of us have been trying to do it on our own. Man, I'm going to work at this relationship. I'm going to work at this job. And we're working so hard manually to try to find this peace. But what happens is when we make peace with God, we put down our way and we accept his. And there's a power that comes with that that gives us strength and ability and peace that we never had access to before. when we make peace with God we tap into the source of something that gives us a strength that we never thought we had because the reality is peace does not come from what you do it comes from what Jesus did you know in Romans 5 1 it says therefore since we have been made right in God's sight by faith we have peace with God because of what Christ our Lord has done for us. See, there's this connection that's made when we make peace with God, that gives us new strength, that gives us new power, that gives us new peace, because of that connection that we're tapped into. You know, in Isaiah 32, 17, it says, and this righteousness, and what righteousness means is this right standing with God, this relationship with God will bring peace. And it says, yes, it will bring a quietness and a confidence forever. You gain a confidence in what you do that you did not have when you were trying to do it on your own. It was taking so much effort and so much energy to go through life and to try to make things work when there is a power and a strength that is available to us that allows us to have a different level of peace than when we're trying to do it on our own. You know, I hear people say all the time, man, when I'm at church, I just feel so good. It just feels good when I'm at church. Man, I feel this power. I feel this energy. And you know why? It's because we're surrounded by people that are connected to the source. And there's a strength and there's an energy and there's a power that is in the room because we're connected to the source of what brings that. But so many times when we walk out of here, we leave that connection here and we pick up our own way again. And it's why we feel depleted in our everyday life is because we leave the power at church, and church was never intended to be our relationship with God. This is something that we were intended to take with us into our everyday life and continue to be connected to the source, however, we know, okay, I know I should spend time in God's word, I know I should worship at home, but a lot of times we go, but I just don't have time, I'm gonna sit and watch Netflix because it's just relaxing. And we're trying to gain our peace through escaping from something rather than connecting to the source of what brings the peace. And so many of us, the reason we're depleted and exhausted and void of peace is because we've been trying to do it on our own for so long when all we have to do is open this gift and have access to something that brings a different level of power and strength in our life. You know, the amazing thing about God is I think so many times when we're doing it on our own, a lot of us, there's this tension and this frustration and we think, well, God's just punishing me. Well, God's just punishing me. No, you've just picked it up and tried to do it on your own. And the amazing thing about God is he's going, listen, if you've picked up your own strength and if you've done it your own way, all you have to do is just lay that back down and pick up that source of power again. See, God is not out to get us. He's going, I'm here. I'm available. This is available to you. All you have to do is plug back into the source that's available to you. So we have to have this peace with God. And that comes through relationship with him. And when we have peace with God, then we can have peace with me. And I think this is something that our world is so desperate for right now. This is an emotional peace. This is a peace that is present to sustain us when we're going through difficulty, when we're going through challenges, when life seems out of control. And I think first we need that peace with God, and then what happens is that we have a peace with me, which actually is the peace of God that is present with us. In Colossians 3.15 it says, And let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts and what this means is like when chaos is happening all around us and there's difficulty and all hell is breaking loose in life that people look at you and they go how are you standing how do you have peace in this moment when it seems like life is just so chaotic and out of control people would look at my family in that season and go how are you guys still encouraging other people How do you have peace in the midst of everything in your life that seems to be falling apart? It's because I've made peace with God and now I have this sustaining and this grounding peace that sustains me when all of life is chaotic out here. You know, in John 16, 33, it says, I have said these things to you that in me you may have peace. But then he says, listen, in this world you're going to face trouble. Just because we have a connection with God, just because we have a relationship with God, just because we've opened this gift, doesn't mean our circumstances change. It just means we change and we have a different strength and ability to be able to walk through that. And we possess the peace of God to be able to sustain us when we have to do the work in the difficult moments that there's a peace that is stabilizing us in life. That we can have this peace that sustains us. You know, I remember a couple weeks ago, we had our foster son Alexander with us. And he comes and stays with us fairly frequently. Usually every couple weeks he'll come and stay for a couple days. He lives with his biological father, but we've been able to maintain relationship with him. And so when he's at his dad's house, it's a very different environment. They they live in this little studio efficiency so it's one bedroom for everything and so he's used to sleeping in the same room as his dad and so when he comes to our house even though he has his own room we take his mattress and we put it on the floor next to our bed because he's just used to sleeping in the same room with somebody and so the other day we were all going to bed and alexander's laying on his mattress next to our bed and it's quiet and i I think he's sleeping but he's not And all of a sudden, I hear, Mommy, it's dark in here. Mommy, I'm scared. Mommy, there's a monster. And I said, buddy, there's no monsters and I'm right here. I know you can't see me, but I'm here. And I said, do you want to hold my hand? He said, yes, mommy. And so I reached down and I held his hand. And he was asleep in 10 seconds. (laughs) But this is what happens in our relationship with God. See, we have a God that is there when it's dark, when it's scary, when we can't see what's happening in our circumstances where there's things in our life that we fear and seem overwhelming, God is there and he's just reaching down and bringing peace to our hearts. And that's what happens when we have peace with God. We can have the peace of God that sustains us every single day, that grounds us, and that gives us strength in those moments because God has a peace for every problem. Whatever problem you have, God has a corresponding peace. For those with a broken heart, he gives a comforting peace. For those with a confused heart, he gives a guiding peace. When we have an ashamed heart, he gives a forgiving peace. When we have a worried heart, he gives us a confident peace. See, we have a God. His word says that he's close to the brokenhearted. You know, when I have seasons of life where there's so many directions that I can take and I'm like, God, what path do I go down? What decision do I make? You know what I do is I go to the source and I say, God, will you give me peace in whatever decision that I need to make? And you know what I do? The decision might not make sense, but I follow peace every time. Because peace is present where Jesus is and the decisions that he wants us to make, and we can have this sustaining peace that lives within us. In Philippians 4, 7 it says, then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything that you could understand. That just means people would look at you and go, I don't understand how you have that peace because it doesn't make sense with what I see happening in your life. How do you have this peace that is present? It says his peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. As you are connected to the source, there will be a peace that resides in you that allows you to navigate the difficult things in life. So there's so many different kinds of peace that God can can give us. It says we need peace with God, then we have peace with me. And once we've experienced this eternal peace, then it makes it much easier to navigate this final area and that's peace with others and what this is a relational peace see God not only wants us to have peace with him and peace with ourselves, but he wants us also to live at peace with the other people in our life but can I just tell you something it's really hard to have relational peace if you don't have peace with yourself and it's really hard to have peace with yourself if you don't have relationship with God. And I think there's probably a lot of you in this room that would say there's tension in a lot of my relationships. It feels like there's so many relationships that I just can't break free of this frustration or this disappointment. It just feels like everybody hurts me and I'm just at odds with so many people in my life. I'm frustrated with my mom, I'm frustrated with my cousin, I'm frustrated with my husband, my friends continue to hurt me and there's just this distance between me and in so many of my relationships and I would actually push back on you for a minute. If that feels like it's you, I would say this in the sweetest way. There's a common denominator in all of those scenarios. And I would begin to ask myself if there's tension in my relationships, do I have peace with me? And do I have peace with God? You know, there was a, a season of life where everything that TJ did frustrated me. I know, hard to believe. He annoyed the snot out of me for a while. It's like everything that he said, everything that he did would just like cut to the core, and I would just lash out and respond because everything that he did hurt. Everything that he did annoyed me. It's like he couldn't do anything right. And I remember going to God one day. I said, God, you gotta fix him. You gotta change his heart, you need to show him how he's acting. And change his response in these situations. And I remember God so clearly saying to me, Shayla, when was the last time you connected in relationship with me? And you know what I realized in that moment for a while that I had laid down that connection and I would picked up my own way of doing things. I was working really hard in so many areas, but just coming up short. You know, in the moment when I had that realization and I picked up and I made that connection again and I made this right with God, everything changed. Because it really had nothing to do with TJ. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> and everything to do with me. Why are you sitting in here? No. <laughs> <laughs> Connecting. <laughs> but it's really hard to live at peace with others if we're at odds within ourselves. And we're not connected to the source of what gives us the ability to love, to have peace, to have patience, to have kindness, to have goodness, all of the fruits that a relationship with God brings. You know, the Bible says in Ephesians, four, two through three, it says, be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Those are all fruits of a connection with a relationship with God. It says, make every effort. This is you. Make every effort to keep the unity of the spirit through the bond of peace, through that relationship with God. We have to make every effort to live at peace with other people. And that means that we have to be connected to God so that we can have peace here, so that we can have peace here, so that we can live at peace here. So if you don't have relational peace in your life, I would just ask you how's your internal peace? And have you connected in your relationship with God? Because when we do, we love differently, we forgive differently. We believe differently because we make every effort to make that connection so that we can live at peace with other people in our lives. You know, I want to close out with this. I think there's this gift that's been available to each and every one of us. And it is this gift of peace that so many of us are so desperate for. And I think it's sitting here today. It's been sitting here all along. But the question is, will we open it? Will we access it? Will we utilize the gift that God has so generously given us that so many of us desire so deeply? You know, there's a story about this young guy who was graduating college, and he did an incredible job in his college career he was top of his class he had all of the awards and accolades and his family was extremely proud of him he came from a very affluent successful family that could afford pretty much anything so coming up on his graduation day he was really excited about the gift that he knew his dad was going to give him because he and his dad in the weeks leading up to his graduation had visited A car lot that had this certain car that he wanted and they would go test drive the car they would go talk about the car that when they owned it and how it was gonna be and they visited that car lot multiple times to drive that car and this son was so sure that his dad was gonna get him this car for his graduation so they go into graduation day in the Sun with so much anticipation Goes into his father's study and his father hands him this beautifully wrapped gift. And he begins to open that gift and inside it was this beautiful leather bound Bible with his name engraved beautifully on it. And the son in that moment got so angry that he threw the Bible and said, he said, With all of your money and all of the things that you have, you buy me a Bible instead of the car that we've been looking at. And he storms out of the house and he cuts off relationship with his dad. And the son grows to be very successful in business, and he has a beautiful family and multiple kids. And he gets to this point in life where he realized, you know, my dad is probably getting pretty old. Maybe I should somehow mend ties with him. And so he starts the journey to do that only to be notified that his father has just passed away and that he's left him his entire estate. And so the son goes to manage his father's estate and to begin to go through all of his things and as he's at his father's home and he's going through all of his belongings he ends up finding that bible that his dad had given him and as he opens up the bible an envelope falls out with a key to the car that he wanted that says paid in full see the thing that the son so desperately wanted was there the whole time. He just didn't know it. Church, the things that we so desperately want, the peace that we so desperately want, it's been here the whole time. The question is, will we open it? And will we begin the relationship It changes everything. So with every head bowed and every eye closed, maybe you're a person in this room today, man, that you've been struggling in life. You've been doing it on your own in your own strength and you're tired and you're worn out and you're depleted. Can I just tell you you're not here by accident today? That we have a God that loved you so much that he would give us a gift that has the ability to give us peace in the midst of chaos. To give us hope, to give us healing, to give us forgiveness. And maybe you're in here today and you've never experienced a relationship with God. Or maybe you've kind of set that relationship off to the side. And today you're going, you know what? I need to reconnect in that relationship because I need peace. And if that's you today, I would love to pray for you. So if you'll just slip up your hand on the count of three, one, two. Three, yes, I see you, thank you. One, two, three, four, yes, five, six, thank you. Anybody else? Seven, yes, thank you. Eight, thank you. If you'll just repeat in your heart as I pray out loud, Jesus, today I surrender. I surrender my way. God, and I choose to accept your gift I choose to accept relationship with you. I choose to accept your peace, your love, your hope, your purpose, your plan for my life. And today I exchange my will and I accept yours. Lord, I pray that you would fill me with your power and your strength and your peace to be able to navigate this life. God, today I choose you.